Welcome to an off-the-books episode of the All the Books Show, recorded, oh, I guess yeah. not recorded at the library. No. Won't be recorded at the library for a little no, bit. No, 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 no. In isolation. That's, yeah. that's pretty much, uh, I'm, in I, a, I've... I'm in a hunting cabin uh, <laughs> in, in northern yeah. Canada, so I've got, yep. a, I've got a lot of canned meats. I should be yeah. fine. This is like the book I read, I Am Still Alive, except instead of... Uh, hatchet style storytelling it's podcasting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so i like that. your your young daughter is going to come live with you and it's like i hate oh. podcasting and then you're going to die and she's going to have to podcast to survive uh yeah yeah i think yeah. that's exactly what's going to happen yeah are your now i know like my son is making it, it difficult for me to do work while at home are <laughs> you finding the same thing with your dogs is that challenging uh, for you no it's all it's all pretty good oh okay yeah yeah, um, I okay. mean, they, they kind of get, you know, they, they sleep in when I sleep in. They nap when I nap. Right. Uh, that, that's the dream. You're living the dream, yeah. my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, doesn't your son nap when you nap? No, never in his whole life has that ever happened. Oh, well, what about when uh, you sleep in? No. Do you ever, when you sleep in, like, on the weekends? No. Sleep until, like, noon? Nope. Oh, wow. Actually, you know what, though? Today, he slept until 8 o'clock, and it was like a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Hey, I have to... Yeah. I, now I'm curious. When's the last time you think you slept until noon? Uh, never. Never? I don't think so. You never just were like, oh, what time is it? Noon? I don't think so. I mean, when wow. when I was like first married, I remember a couple of like weekends where mm-hmm. maybe like 10 o'clock, but that was like <laughs> extreme. Wow. Okay. I just, yeah, I just can't. I don't know. I can't do it, especially when I have to get up like for work every other day i can't just turn that off my brain is just like it's time now it's time right all right now last week when i was recording with oh i'm eric mickles oh i'm nick gunning i'm nick gunning thank you Uh thanks for clearing that up no problems last last week when i was recording with uh sally jacoby murphy you were as i told our listeners driving three dogs down the east coast in one small car how did that go uh it went fine they they got on each other's nerves once or twice I don't, I don't understand what kind of magic voodoo you have that makes that feasible. My two it's dogs just, being in the same room is dicey. Being in the same yeah. car for 10 hours? Yeah. Away. Here, I, I guess the pick... Okay, so when we first get in the car, uh, Sophie, the big golden retriever... No, that's not how it works. Sniffers are Beagle. He gets okay. in first. Yes. So now he's on the passenger side, backseat windows right. side. Okay. Uh, Sophie gets in next. She's in the middle. Then it's Scooter. That is 100% fine. They all start sleeping. It's good. Okay. Uh, we get out of the car. They, they use the bathroom and everything. We get them back in the car. Sophie jumps in first. I'm like, mm. that should be fine. Mm-hmm. Then Sniffers, then Scooter. Right. Except now when they're lying down, Sniffers is getting a little too close to Scooter, so he starts barking. So see. about the third time, I was just like, no. And uh, Scooter just kind of huffed and then walked over Sniffers through Sophie's legs to the passenger side. Wow. So he had that, and then they were fine. You know what? They know what they want, and I respect yep. that. I think that's great. Uh, but yeah, they, they did okay. So, okay. yeah. Kendra, right. Kendra had the uh, the two cats and the guinea pig, and mm-hmm. uh, they're also all still alive. The cats did, didn't meow at all. Did it matter which order the cats and guinea pigs got in the car? Was that not? Was no. that, a, that was irrelevant. No, it was not in the order. No. Not, not a problem. Yeah. Not a single problem at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's good. Yeah, while you were also talking to Sally, yeah. you guys got into a discussion about, not Casablanca, Citizen Kane yes. versus she, Jurassic Park. She did, she did bring up that sore spot between the two yeah. of you, yeah. Here, here's my thing. Yeah. This is how I feel about movies in general. Speak your piece. All right, Citizen Kane, Yeah. 
first of its kind. Right. Blew open the medium. People could s- suddenly saw what you could do with film. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the bronze sword. It's like, wow, okay. look at this bronze sword. Mm-hmm. It's stronger than stick. Mm-hmm. This is this is a fantastic weapon. It changes everything, yeah. warfare and whatnot. But w- just because the bronze sword was first doesn't mean the iron sword isn't better. Hmm. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see. just like just like just like because Dirty Dancing with Patrick Swayze was before Dirty Dancing Havana Nights doesn't mean that the Swayze one is better. Is that what you're saying? I think a lot of people really like Havana Nights. Yeah. Do you really? Wow. Yeah. OK. All right. So so your your point is that Citizen Kane is, is a trailblazer, but that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it's the best of its kind. Yeah. The. Uh... Oh, boy, I can't remember it now. Uh, the movie with Tom Cruise where he meets his dead, his dying dad. Uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. No. Oh. The one, it's William H. Macy and he does that speech. He's like, I have a lot of give. I, I have a lot of love to give. I just oh. don't know where to put it. All the right moves. No. Oh. Uh, the, 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 the one with the kid who's in the, in the quiz show. Born on the 4th of July. No, the quiz show. <laughs> Julian Moore. She's all like, "Oh no, I I slept with so many people, and I've now my husband's dying." Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this movie is. Hold on. Tom Cruise movie. I don't. All right, just hold on. I misspelled movie. Jerry so Maguire. That's... No, not Jerry Maguire. It's Sorry. not the ones you. <laughs> I don't think believe you've seen this. Uh, it Jack, is... Jack Reacher never go back. Jack Reacher never go back. Magnolia. Good miss. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Magnolia. That's probably a better movie than Citizen Kane. I haven't seen it. Okay, seen it. it's kind of. I kind of. It's like how. Uh, yeah, God. Everybody loves Godfather, yeah. but Goodfellas is the better film. I see. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Are you excited about Top Gun Two? No. This Tom no. Spotlight. No. Top Gun Two. I. I don't know who that. Who that's for. Val I mean. Val Kilmer. Yeah. Okay. Well, how, I. I can't believe you just said Val Kilmer's name and didn't. <laughs> I know. Break down. I know. It's, it's been rough. Rough. It's been rough. Eric and I have done another podcast called uh, Three Nice Things where we talked about Val Kilmer in uh, Island of Dr. Moreau, and it was it was, uh, it was was a trying time. It was a trying time yeah, for me. The the idea for that podcast is that uh, myself and two guests come on, and they have to say three nice things about a bad movie. Yeah. And out of the three of us, none of us mentioned Val Kilmer. Well, actually, we thought Val Kilmer's impression of Brando was okay. Yeah, well... But, but He's nobody just in a chair being like, <laughs> <laughs> funny. Nobody funny. had a nice. No one else really had like a nice thing to say about Val Kilmer's, including act. people on the set. Nobody had a good. That's true. Had a good word for, for Val Kilmer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I'm going to ask. Uh, I'm going to ask our guest today, Tina Dalton, director of the Cuba Circulating Library, if she's seen The Island of Dr. Moreau and what her feelings are on Val Kilmer. So we'll, okay. we'll see, we'll see yeah. what Tina has to say. Yeah. Also, the I guess the ongoing Citizen Kane versus Jurassic Park she dilemma. Probably, she probably yeah. needs to weigh in. I think. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's for the best. Such a such a strange fight that's happened. But yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Weird things happen. So uh, I, I talked to Tina on an Instagram live, and now you're going to be presented with the pristine, glorious audio of our conversation. Tune in. Tina, you there? Well, Tina, thank you for joining me in in what is the second of our Off the Books uh, Social Distancing Edition. Uh, Last week, I talked to Sally Jacoby Murphy, and here you are, guest number two. So are you ready to dive in with some questions? Sure, let's go 
for it. Okay. Why don't you go first? What What have you been up to? All right. So I just finished on an audio book, Secret Commonwealth. Okay. Philip Pullman. It's part of the Golden um, Compass series. Yeah. Way back when. Sure. And uh, it was really good. 16 discs, though, and I listened to it when I drive back and forth to work, so it literally took me months to finish it. It was excellent. Narrated by Michael Sheen. Oh, okay. Have you, to, have you read these books? I haven't. My, no, my wife's a big fan, but I, I haven't read them, no. Yeah, and they just made the series on HBO. Right, too, yeah. Which is excellent. Is that, that's yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda who's in that, right? Yeah, okay. he is. It was really good. They did a great job with it. My, my so wife... Our, oh, sorry. In, in London, my wife saw ahead. a uh, stage version of that with Timothy Dalton that was like six hours long, and she was just transfixed by it so she's got a lot of good memories of that but i haven't picked him up that's amazing yeah i wonder how they did the demons puppets i yeah i think so it was a whole elaborate thing yeah that's cool yeah so two of our book club reads for cuba this month um we're doing codename verity okay that book club um meets out in the community not at the library we meet at different restaurants around oh that's nice it's called books and brews nice and um yeah so we're gonna meet online we're trying that out this month it's actually tomorrow and see how it goes okay so yeah codename verity it's a prince winner for young adult book about a prisoner of war in world war Two. okay interesting and then our other book club is reading where the crawdads sing have you read that yet with your book club uh we haven't done it as a book club no but you know every every single person has read that book so i i'm familiar with i've read it yeah yeah me too it's hard to get when you want to read it with your book club because yeah. there's holds on every single copy. Yeah. So we closed, like, Saturday was our last day. Not this one, but the one before. Right. And all these copies of Where the Crawdads came in, <laughs> and we closed. So now I have all the library's copies of Where the Crawdads oh. sing, sitting on my shelf unused in Cuba. Great. But, you know. Do you like the book? I did like it, yeah. I listened to it as well. It yeah. was done pretty well. I liked it. I, I wouldn't, uh, I don't know, I, I wouldn't mark it super high. I, I didn't think it was as spectacular as it seems the, the popular opinion is, but I did enjoy it. It's a decent read. Yeah, a lot of people find it pretty unrealistic. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I that, see that. Uh, the hot high school guy would fall for the <laughs> swamp girl who's right. never been to the dentist in her, yeah. day in her life. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. But the nature aspect of it was really cool, yeah. I thought. A lot of it, I mean, it, the premise does not sound pleasant, but I found a lot of a lot of the sections to be pleasant. You know, the, the inventive things that she does and how she's able to, you know, make it work for her and everything. So, yeah, there's a lot to the book. I imagine it would be a good discussion, but I, I, have, my yeah. is, I have my issues with it that I won't get into because it would spoil it. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then when you met with Sally last week, you mentioned Time and Again. Oh, I love that book. It was one of your favorite books. Yeah. And I love, love time travel books are oh. my favorite genre okay especially uh, vintage yeah. as you could say yeah time travel so i started reading that and oh, nice. i am enjoying it it's pretty good so nice. far okay yeah jack yeah. has he has that and there's a sequel that an ill-advised sequel i would classify it as and then he has a lot of uh, a lot of short stories that deal with time travel so those those if you like the book there's a lot more that you can find beyond that so that's pretty cool oh nice yeah. uh I finished one that I wanted to ask you about to uh, dig into your like youth librarian roots. Are you familiar with the Stick Dog series, Tom Watson? Oh, I am familiar with it. Yeah. Have, have you read any of those? I haven't read it though. No. 
I I've been we've been reading a, I've been reading a chapter book to my son and I've enjoyed the other ones we read but I really did not like Stick Dog, and I just found it like it's this one is about these this group of dogs trying to catch up with an ice cream truck and it the whole thing is just a conversation about how they're gonna catch the ice cream truck like very little happens and it's like 180 pages so I was ready to be done with that book so I don't recommend it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> but they are so po- they're super popular. book and I feel like that I always think is this book flawed Mm -hmm. or is this just me as an adult reading this book so what did your son think he was not as engaged in it as he was with other things and I don't think a lot of the times he was super clear on what the plot was because it's so much of the time of of them just like talking about the logistics of catching an ice cream truck so (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't a favorite of his but he did enjoy it more than I did and I think mostly he enjoyed it because one of the dog's names was poo poo and that never stopped being funny to him so you know I'm sure I'm sure you're right. So I read that and that was just okay. Uh, are you a Star Wars fan? I'm more of a Star Trek fan, but I do like Star Wars. Me too, Tina. <laughs> Me too. Well, I, I recently read the Rise of Skywalker novelization. I'm a big novelization fan. And so I was I was looking forward to this. It's written by Ray Carson, who is a, primarily a young adult author. And she'd she'd written a Han Solo book that was YA that I really liked. But this Rise of Skywalker, it just it didn't really add anything to the movie and didn't really do much to smooth out the, the movie's rough edges. So I was pretty disappointed with that. I read a good graphic novel called uh, New Superman. It's it's a DC Comics book by Gene Loon Yang. Have you read his other stuff, like American Born Chinese? I've read, okay. I've read that one. I'm a huge fan of him. He's, yeah. He's got a new book coming out, Dragon Hoops, mm-hmm. that I ordered. But of course, it's not arrived right. yet yeah. because of no mail. Everything happening. But yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. It oh, was did really you? good. Okay, yeah, I liked it too. He he'd written quite a bit of uh, Superman stuff during the the New Fifty Two era, which I ended up really liking. And so the the premise of this book basically is that China decides th- they they sponsor a group of superheroes. So there's a Chinese Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman who are a little team, and it's a it's a good mystery. I'm finding it really intriguing. So I I recommend it. I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah. excellent one. I am currently reading Howard's End, which is our book club book at the library. And our book club actually meets tomorrow as well, so uh, we'll be sharing digital space, I guess, during that. Have you read Howard's End before? No, and you know, recently PBS did a uh, yeah show of it. Yeah, and after I watched a few episodes, I was like, Nah, I don't think I want to read Howard's End. Yeah, is it good though? Should well, I give it a better chance? I, well, I'm I watched the PBS thing too, and I actually really enjoyed that, and I thought that oh. like having that in my head made Howard's End a lot. I mean, it's a very old book. It's you know, it's it's a like hundred plus at this point. And uh, oh, I see some of uh, some of our viewers here are liking Howard's End. So yeah. I I think historically the book sits in a really interesting place because it's written pre World War One about pre World World War One England. And most of the time, you know, when you're reading a historical novel about that time, it's written sort of with World War One as hindsight. And so uh, it's just. It's an interesting snapshot of this time. It's a little difficult to read, I think, but watching the miniseries helped crystallize the characters a little bit and made it so I'm enjoying the book a lot more than I was when I first started it. Oh, that's cool. Well, I should give it a try. I do I do enjoy literature from that era mm-hmm. quite a lot, but I, that's just one I haven't gotten to yet. So your book club 
then goes on to read a, a modern day book yeah. inspired by that, right? Yeah, that's what so we're doing this circuit. Follow- it's called uh, On Beauty by Zadie Smith. That's, uh, oh, the, I like her book too. Yeah, I actually yeah. haven't read her before, so I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, now enjoying Howard's End like I am, I am I'm really interested to see what she does with it. So that's that's next. Uh, but that's it as far as what I'm reading right now. I have the DC Comics app, so I've been reading a lot of like old stuff and just sort of going through and catching up on things. So that's that's pretty handy. Are you are you a big comic book reader or no? I do love graphic novels. I don't read the comics like superhero ones okay. that often unless they're by my favorite authors, yeah. like the one you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Then I'll seek them out. But more, I'm looking for like novels, graphic novels. Sure. is what I'm reading. Okay. Yeah. Does Cuba, do you guys have a pretty big collection of graphic novels? You do, don't you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. nothing compares to Wellsville, but <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> well, I find often when, I, when I'm when i placing holds on things that I want to read, if we don't have it, they often do come from Cuba. So I just assumed that you guys nice. had, a, had a pretty good stock. Yeah, when I started there, they didn't. They just had a handful, mm-hmm. and so I really beefed it up because I know that's what my kids loved to read yeah. when they were reading before they became teenagers. Yeah, and uh, we also have a lot of manga, mm-hmm. like a whole stack of manga. That's yeah. a big thing that we focus on too. Yeah, yeah, it same. Gets a lot of circulation. Absolutely, and that's uh, that. That's Eric's expertise. So I'm I'm lucky that he's you know cultivated that collection as he has. Um, you know, five, six years ago, we did have graphic novels, but they were all just sort of lumped together. So we split them out and created three separate, you know, age ranges and plus manga. And they've been really popular. You know, if, if you have a kid who's stubborn about wanting to read, you know, they're more likely to read a graphic novel. And I just think that's a great gateway, you know. Exactly. That's what I always tell parents, too. Yeah. And we actually read a graphic novel, Hey Kiddo. We read that oh, yeah. for one of our book clubs. Mm-hmm. And so I got several people who had never read one and never wanted to read one before to read it and they loved it and that that book is an award winner it's a magnificent book in the first place but yeah they were like okay i can see the merits of this medium yeah okay yeah i mean uh i've been trying to keep keep active you know reading and and watching stuff as well as like getting out of my house every now and then have you have you gotten out (laughs) yeah yeah, we have a little doggy, so yep. we've been taking him on walks every day and trying yep. to get out. And I, it's hard to sit at home. Yeah, like I want, I keep finding excuses to do something. Yeah, gotta go get cat litter. That yep. was yesterday. I agree. <laughs> and I know that's not not the best thing, but it is. It's challenging to stay still. When was the last time you slept in until noon? So I'm kind of an early riser. Like the older I get, the earlier I wake up, which I hate. Mm. That's not a choice I would make uh-huh. for sure. But I just kind of naturally wake up around seven. But I did sleep till ten this week, which oh. felt like an accomplishment. Yeah, I I, <laughs> ten was the only thing I could remember outside of like being sick or something like that. But but uh, that was yeah. you know probably a full decade ago. Uh, are you ready to you ready to dive into our interview questions now, Tina? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, let's go for it. Who was your seventh grade crush? Oh, what a mistake that was. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you remember? Too many. I had several. Really? Like every week was a different person. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was just in love with being in love, you know, okay. at that age. So none particularly <laughs> stands out then. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, mine was a girl named Jamie Lowridge, who she transferred into school, so she was like the new girl. Didn't work out, but, you know, I, I think that's all right. You know, junior high, it happens. Do you know where she is now? 
I don't. I don't think I've spoken to her since eighth grade. So no, I uh, I I don't know. What about celebrity crush? I see some of our listeners are putting some on here. Keanu Reeves is listed as one, but it's good good choice. Uh, who is your? Yes, cel- that's my friend Wendy, and okay. we knew each other back then. Oh, okay. So yeah, we definitely talked about our celebrity crushes together. So um, Ralph Macchio. Was oh, one the that Karate I really- Kid. Nice. <laughs> Okay. Code, yeah. yeah. And uh, Fred Savage. Yeah. Wonder I still you. like both of them. When I see them on screen, I'm like, oh, I got to watch whatever this, <laughs> you know, YouTube series is because it's got All Fred right. Savage in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Ralph Macchio has <laughs> been doing Cobra Kai on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. And Fred, yeah. Fred Savage just did that one with Rob Lowe a few years back. The Grinder, I think it was called. Did you watch that? I watched it every episode. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> What about? And I wasn't uh, there for Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sure Fred Savage would be delighted to know that. What about Ben Savage? Were you a Boy Meets World fan? Oh no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. I've never watched it. Never That's ever. I could bend. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it might. It might be a little dated now. I don't know. I'm probably going to get going to get some pushback for saying that, but I I think uh, I think maybe it's a little dated. Well, how about? Yeah. Uh, how about your some library history here? Were you a library user as a kid? Wait, you didn't say who your celebrity crush was. Terry Hatcher. Oh, really? Ter- Terry Hatcher from uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, was definitely my uh, my celebrity crush growing up. I can't think of another that even comes close to uh, Lois really? and Clark era Terry Hatcher. Nice. Yep. Nice. All right. Now that, that we now have you the will truth. answer. Okay. Now, All right. So yes, I was definitely a library user. My I'm an army brat. And oh, okay. every time we moved somewhere new, the first thing my mom did was take us to the library. Mm-hmm. Good get mommy. A new library card. Nice. Yeah, I know she is, and she's still like when we talk on the phone, we always talk about what we're reading and what we're recommending to each other. Nice. I found this. Can you see that's me at oh, the wow. library Visual cues. program? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so this was Fort Huachuga, 1981. And the theme for summer reading that year was "There's gold in them, they are books." <laughs> <laughs> I see. I don't so really. So I rem- do remember. Okay. I remember sifting uh, through sand for to like find a little prize. See, I don't remember ever participating in like a a summer reading program. I just remember like you know going there for school projects and stuff. And then I remember figuring out that I could look for like comic book characters. And they had a book about the Silver Surfer, who I didn't know anything about. And so I checked out that Silver Surfer book. But I wasn't yeah. a I, I wasn't it wasn't until I was a little older that I really was using libraries regularly. So tell me a little bit about your hometown library. What what was well you said you had a lot of them, but is there one that stands out in your mind? Yeah. So when I was in fifth grade, we moved to Fort Rucker, Alabama. Okay. And my parents still live in Alabama, actually. So that library is the one I can remember the most, and I consider my home library. Okay. So um, my parent, my mom would limit us to only seven books. Oh, okay. Each, Strict. Which seemed at the time like a big limitation, but I'm the oldest of six kids, so after I became a mom. I realized she was letting us check out 42 books every right. time we went to the yeah, library. Yeah, I know. That's a haul. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. So then when I got old enough to go to the library on my own, like ride my bike with my empty backpack that I was going to fill up, I still went pretty frequently, like once a week. And uh, I don't know who was buying the books. Like, 
like the sci-fi fantasy books for that library, but they really did a great job. Oh, nice. So that's where I discovered Piers Anthony. Did you read any of his stuff? I'm familiar with him, but I haven't read him. I mean, it's so raunchy. I was probably like 11 when I was reading that series, so all that stuff went right over my head. Okay. And I just, there's lots of puns in uh-huh. it, and that's probably why. I, oh, I okay. So much. That was me riding my bike to the library. <laughs> Checking out smutty <laughs> sci fi books. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, which is actually a good transition into my next question. Which Dirty Dancing movie do you think is better, Dirty Dancing or Dirty Dancing 2? Havana Nights. Oh my goodness. Well, now you're going to out me. Okay, so I didn't watch a lot of 80s movies, and I've oh. only watched Dirty Dancing like about 10 years ago for really? the very first time. Okay. I, so I haven't seen Havana Nights, so I'll have to vote for the first one. Are you a big Patrick Swayze fan? I mean, yeah, if, if you're I not watching 80 movie, 80s movies, probably not, right? You're not watching Roadhouse <laughs> and that sort of thing. Okay. No. Like, there's a whole catalog of 80s movies that I just have never seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Short Circuit? Steve Gutenberg? Did you ever watch Short Circuit? I did see that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I loved that. And, but, of course, like, I mean, Back to the Future. Well, I, I loved Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. That's one that I've definitely seen many times. Time travel. All the, Time all travel. There you go. Yes. That's right. But you were saying Flight of the uh, Navigator? Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. That was one that we had um, recorded on VHS off the Disney Channel, probably. So we watched it over and over again. Flight of the Navigator freaked me out as a kid. Him going off and like getting lost and then coming back and his parents are all old and they're like, Woo, I don't know. It just really, it freaked me out. Like that part of it always made me uncomfortable. <laughs> and I haven't yeah. seen it. I mean, boy, I haven't seen that in decades, at least. So No, I, me neither. It probably wouldn't scare me now. You don't think so? I don't think so. It's possible. It is possible. What what was your first job? Not your first library job, just your first, the first time you got a paycheck. Um, Well, I did quite a lot of babysitting growing up on the army base there. Did you read the Babysitter's Club? Of course. Okay. I love those books. Yes. And as soon as they came out with the graphic novels, I started buying them up. Yeah. We still have some of the original ones at the Cuba Library. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we have yeah. I think we have whole runs of, of Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys and Babysitters Club and Boxcar Children. Yes. Perennials. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Well, Evergreens. A lot of people are reading them. Yeah, so my first official job was at Superfoods, a grocery store. Oh. So it was my first job interview ever and my parents said I should dress nice for it, right? Mm-hmm. So I wore like this business suit dress. How, how old were you? Dress that they had. <laughs> Sixteen. Okay. You know? And maybe 17. As I'm standing there talking to the lady in the middle of the store, we didn't even go into a room to have the interview. She's just like looking me up and down. Yeah, okay, you can start working here. <laughs> so that was my first job. So not a real rigorous yeah. uh, interview process then. No, no. She just looked at your snappy <laughs> business suit and said, this young professional is uh, <laughs> right? our kind of lady. Big, big, big wide collar, big, big lapel sort of. uh, Okay, good. Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, no wonder you got the job. They say dress for the career you wish you had, not the one you do have. So you were aiming high and it paid off. I think that's great. Anything crazy happen at that job? Oh, you know, that job was before scanners. So I had to hand type in all the prices. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I don't know. Nothing too crazy. I was overly vigilant about carting people because okay. I I just had like a lot of guilt about the possibility of 
selling liquor to someone who was too young. I didn't even think and, you were, were. I didn't even think you were allowed to do that if you were underage. This was Alabama in the nineties. Mm, say so. no more. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, I remember one time I carded this guy. He was like, "I'm 51." I'm like, I didn't want to backpedal, you know? Right, <laughs> right. Like, Sorry, you gotta yeah. show me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, you don't know. Maybe but it was just it was, a gl- maybe it, it was just a glandular problem. Maybe he really was a, <laughs> you know, enterprising teen who looked well, like Robin Williams. Right. It was a good uh, introduction to customer service. Skills, I bet. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Yep. You went to the school of hard knocks when it came to uh, customer service. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, what about your, your my first job? Well, the first time I ever got a paycheck was for. Uh, a theater that I worked at. It was a production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> so I got paid for that. Outside of that, uh, I did a lot. I did a lot of uh, dinner theater and that sort of thing all through high school and college. Uh, that was that was a really steady job for me, and that was great. And then my grandpa owned a retail store and also a, a meat processing place. And so summers I would I would work for him there, putting cuts of meat on a conveyor belt so they'd get shrink wrapped and that sort of thing. Or work in the front desk. Somebody yeah. once came in, a little kid came in and she was with her family and uh, they were all they were all uh, Spanish speakers and, and she was the only one who spoke English. And so she was so little, you know, she was probably like three or four years old. And she came up to me and said, we, we want the head of a pig. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was just totally I was like, I must have heard that wrong or something. And so I said that and I was like, she, she's asking for a, a pig head and they were like oh yeah back in the freezer and so i went back and sure enough it's a whole pallet of pig heads uh which i learned after has a lot of meat and makes a good stew so you know i sold my first pig head at that job does that pallet of pig heads haunt your dreams sometimes <laughs> yes it does i can still picture it very clearly in case you're wondering <laughs> yep yeah could could be why it could be why i'm a vegetarian now i don't know it, it probably probably has something there Maybe some small factor. And then uh, after that, when I was a teenager, that's when I first started working in in libraries. So, what about you? What was your first library job? So, my first library job was um, my an internship at the Library of Congress. Actually, jeez, oh, wow. I know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. I had been a stay at home mom for years when I decided to go back to grad school, and uh, I applied for the internship just kind of on a whim. Mm-hmm. I really did not think I had a chance of getting it given my being a non-traditional student Mm -hmm. but I got it and so I went there for a summer internship I worked in the Asian section okay and I cataloged so this is what you can take away from this (laughs) anyone who's in grad school right now is take that cataloging class even though it's not really required in a lot of programs anymore because um, that's the only reason they picked me out of the stack was because I had that class. Wow. So I cataloged manuscripts okay. all summer long. Wow. Yeah. So I, I kind of enjoy I kind of enjoy cataloging. I, and I've mostly just done copy cataloging, some yeah. original cataloging, but mostly copy. But um, I did that a lot when I worked at Alfred University. And I had a really good time with it. You know, it's just, it's just interesting to, to dig in there and, you know, see all the little fields and stuff. And it served me well, too. You yeah. know, look, just being able to read the records a little bit more precisely uh, is, has helped me track things down yeah. and all that. So, wow. So that was pretty good. I agree. And where, uh, yeah. where after the Library of Congress? No, no place to go but down. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the University of Richmond and the Law Library. Okay. And I was a 
copy cataloger there for two years. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I really enjoyed that and did learn a lot. Yeah. I had a lot of time to binge while I was like doing that. Oh, <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not working there anymore. So yeah. Yeah. I could listen to audiobooks or watch something in like a split screen or um, play Farmville because okay. they really didn't have. The University of Richmond has a lot of money, so they had a great staff. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I had extra time on my hands. Mm. But I liked working there a lot, and I'm still in touch with some of those friends. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And, and then, then we moved up here. Right. So then I got Olean, and I worked part time at Olean and Bonaventure for a while before I got the Cuba Library mm-hmm. job. Nice. And yeah. there you are. It's it's such a cool library. I always I like that. I mean, Cuba is such a great little town, and and that library I think is uh, it's just interesting. You know, I I like an I, I like a library building with character. You know, the the library that I started in had a you know it had it had an old like an old section, and then it had more of like a nineteen eighties. The bulk of what you used was like the nineteen eighties add on, and it did have it did have character. You know, it was like uh, well, you haven't seen any eighties movies, but it was. <laughs> You know, it had it had sort of a, like an '80s corporate vibe to it, which which became retro pretty quickly, and so it was kind of cool. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the things I love about Wellsville. Is it's just, I mean, so much history, and you know, er- everywhere you look is interesting. And I feel like Cuba has a lot of those qualities as well, like just little tucked away nooks and that sort of thing. So it's uh, yeah, it's, I love the building there too. Mm-hmm. It's really cute, and you know, half of it is. 150 years old and then the other half is only 20 years old but the architecture uh, did such a good job building on the addition that you can't tell yeah unless you just happen to know but your building to me you know when i went there that time you gave us all a tour Mm -hmm. it just feels like the place where you could like stumble into a magical land it's true i'm gonna walk through this little cubby hole here and end up in marnia you know every year in september when it's history week we do a million tours. I mean, we do tours of, of most of the most of the schools in Allegheny County come, and some even, you know, PA or whatever will come, and multiple kids will ask, like, are there secret passages, and, like, are there hidden doors, and that sort of thing. It's a very popular question on the tours. Uh, and there are so yeah. many weird spaces, like, in the building. There's so many, like, subfloors and just little, you know, you open a cupboard, and you're like, oh, wow, okay. So <laughs> there's a whole uh, hidden space there. That's uh, That's interesting. Uh, I have another movie question for you. Have you ever seen the film The Island of Dr. Moreau with Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando? It's supposed to be one of the worst movies ever made. I think I have seen it. Really? Because I I read it. Yeah. And then I wanted to see the film. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember anything about it? It's, no. It is spectacularly I the, like, awful. Like the animal mashups yes. were pretty bad. They they yeah. were, yeah. and it's it's a very upsetting <laughs> movie, and. Uh, <laughs> Both both Val Kilmer and Brando are just turned all the way up to 11 and are just working against each other the whole time. So it's a, it's a pretty awful movie. Do you like bad movies? I do. Some of my favorite movies, people, other people hate, like Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. And anything made by that guy who writes, you know, Nacho Libre or Gentleman Broncos. Yeah. I love those movies. Okay. So, yeah, I can appreciate a poorly done movie, whether okay. on purpose or not, you know. Are you a, so are you a Mystery Science Theater fan then? No, the, it bothers me that they talk while a movie's <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I can't, I can't appreciate the whole premise, no, you know. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, if that's a deal breaker for you, that's not a series for you, I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what about Val Kilmer? Are you a fan of Val Kilmer? 
a huge fan. Okay. I wouldn't seek out his stuff. All like right. Like, I would Fred Savage. Right, of course. Val Kilmer's no Fred Savage. I think we can all agree on. That's right. Uh, so, so getting back to Cuba, sometimes we'll just like kind of go and hang out and walk around, go into the shops and stuff. Do you have a favorite hangout spot in Cuba? My favorite little restaurant is the Copper Keg. Oh yeah. Have you been there? I have. We've gone yeah. there for breakfast a few times. Yeah, and you can get breakfast any time of the day. That's. Which is always the. That's plus. what I like to hear. That's especially helpful if I mean if you're both my wife and I are. Uh, vegetarians and it's having breakfast available all day is really helpful with that i really like they had like a strawberry like a strawberry cream like crepe thing there that i really like yeah Uh, yeah. if i had to choose i I would say the perfect blend i really like going to the perfect blend as well yeah that's definitely up there on my list as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. and we've gone there with our book club too it's a great venue for, for meeting and oh, yeah. chatting. And, yeah, it's nice yeah. and open. The fun thing about Cuba is because it's so small, you're always going to see your friends when you're out at any of those places. Yeah. You know, everyone knows each other. And yeah. It's fun and friendly and welcoming. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, now if you could settle a debate that uh, Sally brought up in the last episode that she and Eric have been going back and forth on for years. If you had to choose, do you prefer Citizen Kane or Jurassic Park as films? I can tell you that uh, I can tell you with complete honesty that I don't care. I don't have anything. I don't have any attachments to either film. But we need a we need a tiebreaker. So what do you think? Oh, okay. I'm. I'd have to vote for Jurassic Park. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, a Jeff Goldblum for yeah. a fan. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's fair. What did Sally say? It. I didn't oh, hear that part. Sally's all. Sally's all in on Citizen Kane. Oh. And, and yeah. Eric's a type where if you ask him anything and Jurassic Park is a possible answer, he will give Jurassic Park as the answer. So, you know, favorite yeah. favorite book, Jurassic Park. Favorite movie, Jurassic Park. Favorite Weird Al parody, Jurassic Park. Does it, <laughs> just keep going. So. so I have a nephew who's just turned four who should hang out with Eric okay. on this issue. I'll let him know. Because he is obsessed with Jurassic Park. Interesting. And um, sometimes his parents will find him watching, like, YouTube videos with sneak peeks on the upcoming films Mm -hmm. because he just loves everything Jurassic Park. Okay. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got a friend for life in uh, Eric Mickles, so that's great. (laughs) There you go. What... What what do you think... uh, What do you think has been the hardest part for you having the library closed? I just miss... Seeing everyone. Are you a Parks and Rec fan? Yeah. Okay, so I've been rewatching it lately, mm-hmm. and uh, I I feel certain kinship to Leslie Nope in how fanatical she is about working for the government yeah. and like the people of Pawnee. Yeah. That could definitely be me for Cuba and library sciences. I just am a little bit of a workaholic, so that's okay. been hard being away from work and missing all my patron friends and mm-hmm. staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the only thing I would add to that is that Leslie Nope is very anti-libraries, so you have to you have to take that you have to take that with a grain of salt. But no, I agree with you. It is it is hard to not be going into the library. You know, like even last I don't I've lost track of it now, but uh, the last time that I was there for like a regular day when we were just open and regular was the Friday before you know we had to do all the shutdowns. It, everything just happened so quickly, you know, that I thought eventually it might even get to the place where, point where we have to close the library and there we go not even yes. being able to open on monday was uh you know it was jarring because you thought you'd have time to sort of prepare for it and prepare patrons for it and so it was really it was challenging but um 
you know, we've got a pretty big staff and senior staff and I have a an ongoing text chain where we'll all just sort of like beep, 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 you know, to each other. So that's that's been yeah. really helpful. But, you know, I miss the people. I, I miss like working in, in the community and it's hard to adjust. So I'm, I'm looking forward sure. to, to getting back to it. I, I knew we were closing that Saturday that we wouldn't be open again on Monday. And um, but I felt like if I were to advertise that fact, it would sort of defeat the point like if we had a big rush on the yeah. library so I, if people came in i kept telling them stock up i don't think people believed me because they yeah. still took like just a regular amount yeah. and i don't know i feel bad for those people who come in several times a week and oh yeah have an armful of books yeah because i know this has got to be hard on them definitely definitely well we yeah. were i mean we'd always agreed to you know follow whatever protocol the school did so you know, they hadn't they hadn't called it on the Friday that we were there. And then over the weekend, it was they'll be open Monday, Tuesday and then close Wednesday. And then that didn't happen. And so we were thinking at least Monday, Tuesday, you know, we'd have and that's how I left on Friday. And me and the senior staff did go in on Monday and kept six feet apart from each other and just sort of talked about how are we going to handle this? But it wasn't a traditional day. So it was hard. Yeah, it was definitely hard. Uh, on a yeah. On a lighter note, what's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's no Fred Savage. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did not anticipate no. Fred Savage getting the amount of play that he got today. I'm here for it. I just didn't expect it. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I guess I'm just a, like whatever about Tom Cruise. Don't care about he's Tom Cruise. Someone that I'm a huge fan of. Okay. I would um say Mission Impossible maybe the like original the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. uh I mean that's that is a great movie and I still my uh my friend when that came out I was I don't know probably in junior high that movie was very old at this point my friend got <laughs> hey. it, well it's I mean it's decades those movies come out like every 5 years you know um yeah, my yeah. my friend on the radio won advanced screening tickets to go see that and so he went and saw it and we were like oh hey how was it because we were all excited about it and he just spoiled it oh no and i have still held on to that anger so (laughs) you know um yeah that that is a good one are you excited about top gun 2 because eric and i have been trying to figure out who is top gun 2 for other than the cast of top gun 1 (laughs) that's a good question i'm uh, that's one of the ones that I didn't watch 80s yet. Movie. And I recently tried to watch it because I yeah. thought, okay, the new one's coming out. And, you know, this is a big hole in my pop culture knowledge. And I just, I could not couldn't, couldn't do it. buy it. I was like, this is absurd. 80s <laughs> movies, you know, the pacing in an 80s movie is different. Like, you're, you're never going to watch a movie and think, oh, I wonder I wonder when this was made. You know, like, it's an 80s yeah. movie through and through. And That's Top, very true. Top Gun uh, is like the quintessential 80s movie, I feel like. All of those, I yeah. mean, like, Cocktail and Days of Thunder and, like, all of those big budget action movies are just, they're kind of goofy now. And they're also kind of boring. Yeah. They're a little boring. Which is not what you'd expect. Yeah, but. yeah. Sylvester Stallone was huge in my household growing up. Like my dad's a huge Rockies fan. Yeah. So over the top is something that I watched. Oh. Over and over. Okay. Wow. <laughs> arm wrestling movie. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I like Rocky. I like Rocky, and I've really yeah. enjoyed the uh, the Creed movies. I feel like are a good continuation yeah. of that story without just yeah. having you know seventy five year old. Actually, my dad's ringtone the. Uh, 
Oh, nice. Okay. Perfect. So, have you seen all the Rocky movies? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite? Three. Three. That's Mr. T, right? That's a. That's clever, and okay, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Can we can we agree that five is the worst? That's where he trains a street fighter. Okay. Yeah. Certainly. All right. Okay. But I actually was pleasantly surprised by Rocky Balboa. I thought that was pretty good. What are you going to do? I have to agree with you there, too. All right. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you a serious question again. What's the most interesting online service that you found as your, whether it's something you're just using personally or something that you're putting out for the library community? Uh, what have you, what have you enjoyed? Yeah. And so this morning, I put together a virtual scavenger hunt oh, okay. through um, Goose Chase. And it's all stuff you can do in quarantine, just pictures, like to make a pirate hat out of newspaper and take okay. a picture of yourself. Mm-hmm. So I, we'll see how that works out. I'm hoping some people will take an interest in giving it a try. Okay. I'm going to be having to teach myself how to video edit soon because we're going to post some YouTube videos on oh, okay. crafting at home. Nice. Toilet paper rules or whatever. Yeah. You can find, so. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a big learning curve. Yeah. For those of us who are suddenly trying to present stuff from home. You you bring up uh, you bring up toilet paper at a time when that's a when that's a sore topic, and uh, <laughs> luckily, I mean, before things went crazy, we already had a bunch of toilet paper, but um, yesterday my son knocked a full roll of toilet paper into the toilet. Oh no! And it was like. <laughs> I was like, well, do you want to you want to go watch you want to go drop like a Rolex watch in the toilet while you're at it? <laughs> no. So it was just, yeah, you know, yeah. normally normally it would be like, oh, okay, let's just throw it away. And you know, we were like that with him, but secretly in our heads, we were like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> because that's well, the world. Exactly, exactly, yes. Uh, what are you What are you doing to keep yourself entertained? Are you marathoning any shows at the moment? Yeah, well, I told you about Parks and Rec. Yes. Let me find my little notes. So I've been trying to get caught up on The Magicians. That's oh. one that I fell behind on this season. That's based on so, the Lev Grossman yeah. books, right? I haven't yeah, this seen it. Is last season. Okay. So I got to get caught up on that. A lot of the shows I watch, I'm watching. We have cable, so I watch them like when they come on. Old school. I like but, it. Uh, I like it. I know, right? Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. We're behind um, on that, but yeah, I'm, I'm a fan she, of that as well. Uh, Schitt's Creek. This is their last season, too. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of that one. Nice. Um, Bob's Burgers. You know. Yeah. I have a kinship with Tina yeah. on that show. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get it. Picard. You've been watching Drag Picard, Race. right? Picard, yes. Picard. Yeah. And... Are you all caught up on that? I am all caught up on that, and I don't know if I should admit this, but I'm not really digging it. Are you liking it? I'm liking some aspects of it. Uh, I'm more there for Seven of Nine, I think, than Picard. Yeah. You know? So I, I'm really loving her. Yes, I fully yeah. agree. Whenever Seven's on the screen, I'm like, yes. And I love, they use the Voyager yeah. theme song very, very well in that. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like Seven will do something cool, and you hear. Well, listen. Next time uh, Seven does something cool, you just hear a little bit of that Voyager theme, which is pretty yeah. cool. But I feel like the show is a little messy. It's like my wife and I are always complaining about how it's like there's too much plot, but there's also not really like a clear plot. Is how I feel about it. Like it's hard to really know what what's motivating the characters. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, you jump into the middle of all these stories, yeah. and then and kind it, of have to go back and try and untangle it. Right, and it feels like as each episode progresses, rather than like really answering stuff that's come up in the previous episode, it's like we have a new set of people and a new plot. Uh, what about Star Trek Discovery? Are you a Discovery fan? I watched a few of them, and I was like, eh, I can pass on this one, yeah. I think. But I did buy it for the library. Yeah, we have it too. I think that yeah. that's one. I think that's one that I've said this so many times on the podcast. But I do think that's one that's that's worth a second look because it really is sloppy for a good chunk of the of the first season before it really finds its mojo. So if you get too oh, bored, yeah. if you get too bored in uh, isolation, you should give it another shot. Okay. Yeah. I will. All right. That's a good suggestion. All right. So do you know if the card is a? A one-season thing, or three. are they planning to three? They've got it set With, for three. Mm-hmm. And is John Luke in all of them? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I assume so. I know. Yeah. I know that. Okay. Uh, I know they've already announced that Whoopi Goldberg is going to be back as Guinan in uh, season two. Ooh. So that's fun. I'm still waiting for Beverly Crusher to show up. Q. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. I take that. I would take that. Or Wesley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. And then last night we started um, rewatching Umbrella Academy. Have you oh. seen that one on Netflix? I haven't, and I haven't read the books either. We have them in the collection. Eric's a big fan of the books, or at least the first one. But uh, no, yeah. no. Pretty good? Oh, man. If you like time travel and superheroes, that's the show for you. Tina, I do like those things. <laughs> well, Tina, stay sane. I'll do my best. <laughs> All right, thanks again, Tina. We'll see you next time. All right, thanks. All right, watch, yeah, Bye. watch some eighties movies. All right, <laughs> okay. Hey, can I say it? Yeah. What a fun interview. <laughs> that applies even to even to non-celebrity local guests. Yeah, still yeah. It's a fun interview. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, if you think that was a fun interview, you are gonna love the Justina Ireland interview we have on the next traditional episode of the podcast. Are you excited yeah. about that one, Eric? Listen, I know I say m- most of the interviews are fun interviews yeah. because usually they are. Yeah. The Justina Ireland interview was tons of fun. It really was. I know. So we had that, a good time. Uh, there are a lot of uh, fun and interesting discussions, uh, yeah. some heavy topics, some Seriously. fun topics. Yeah. I mean, we talked about heavy racial issues and then we talked about Star Wars. Yeah. So uh, you might get uh, emotional whiplash. You but- might. You it's, might. It's the fun interview. Yep. A so. Few Good Men, also a pretty good Tom Cruise movie, don't you think? Yeah. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Kevin oh, is Pollock. it Sorkin? Kevin Bacon. Okay. Yeah. A lot Jack, of Kevins. Jack Nicholson in that as well. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. He, Nicholson in that is kind of like one of those, like the Brando thing, where you paid a lot of money for a small amount of Brando in yeah. a film. Except, you know... It's Nicholson, and he's probably a better actor than Brando. I agree. And, you know, I heard a great interview with uh, Kevin Bacon where he was talking about that intense courtroom scene with Jack Nicholson that Nicholson would stay for all of, like, the wide shots and for, Mm -hmm. like, the close-ups on Kevin Bacon's character and all that. Like, you know, he could have just been like, I'll be on my trailer, like, put put a PA there, and they could do it. But he stayed for everything, which, I you know, I find that respectable. I think that's great. He just sat there and— All the scenes, yeah. Yeah, It's uh, it's funny the interviews with Jack Nicholson. Like he talks about how much he got paid for a few good men, and he's like, "I think they earned their cash." (laughs) But what are you listening to during these days of isolation? What am I listening to? Yeah, music wise. Yeah, you know, I've been uh, I've been weirdly in kind of a southern rock kick, like Leonard Skinner. Uh, a little bit of Leonard Skinner, but no, more like um, well, Thirty Eight Special was coming to Trout Run this summer, and hopefully they still are, but. So I was listening to some 38 special. I was listening to some uh, Marshall Tucker band. I was listening to some uh, 
some of the Rolling Stones. It's a little bit more on the Southern rock side of things. I I mean, I, I, I made a playlist. All right. I, I've been listening to that. What about you? I honestly didn't listen to much music during the drive or anything. Uh, I put on, to? I'm, I'm super stressed. So I put on, uh, the lo-fi hip hop YouTube channel that's out there, the, oh. uh, lo-fi cow or whatever it's called. Okay. So I was, as soon as we got internet, I was like, let's put on lo-fi hip hop. It's Keep been it uh, good. Yeah. I've been, uh, on Twitter and Apple news mm-hmm. pretty much nonstop. And I'm like, I need a break. That's I need a, bad a break. Idea. Don't do that. Yeah. That's a bad I don't. Idea. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Yeah. But here we are uh, interviewing uh, library directors. That's right. That's right. So. Well, thanks again to Tina Dalton for joining us this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Tina's one of my favorite directors. Don't tell anybody I said that, but but it's true. Uh, I, I always have a good time when uh, I run into Tina at STLS meetings or, or conferences mm-hmm. or that sort of thing. So I'm glad that she could join us today. And uh, make sure you're, think... you're following the regular podcast to listen to our great interview with Justina Ireland. Mm. I think my favorite director is Steven Spielberg, but, you oh. know, they, their, their work is different. Yeah. It's not, you know, one isn't better than the other. Yeah. It's just different. Now, uh, you're thinking like Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that, that director? Oh, I'm not thinking of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, okay. Speaking of uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull movies, we're watching The Hobbit right now. Oh, that's a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull equivalent for you? In some ways. Okay. It's, it's better than the Crystal Skull, but really? there are moments where I'm oh boy. That's not great. Huh. That's a full work day to watch those movies, start to finish. <laughs> well, we're not watching all of them oh, at the not? same time. We're watching one at Jeez, night. Just watch it. You don't have kids. You can do whatever you want. Well, uh, That was like, another thing. That was another thing with Sally last week. She's like, oh, yeah. I asked her if she had a workspace, you know, and she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, mm-hmm. uh, we just sit around on the floor in the living room just, like, having fun. And I'm like, you shut up. You yeah, childless. I mean, you don't... To, to, I mean, <laughs> the I guess... Freedom. If this is my workspace, then Scooter, the corgi mix I have, he's he's just sitting right here in his bed mm-hmm. sleeping. Okay. Uh, and the guinea pig is over on my right. Kendra was doing some work on her laptop, and she had the cat on her legs. Oh, so, nice. yeah, Sounds it's kind of like we've got like, come on, kids, give no, us a break. No, it's not though. It's not at all. It sounds similar. Mm-mm, no, very different. Yeah. I mean, it's like three o'clock, right? You could just go take a nap now, and then wake up in time for dinner. No. No. Okay. No. All right. Well, on that (laughs) note, I think that's going to do it for our special Off the Books episode of the All the Books Show. We'll see you next time. Thanks, buddy.